Dylan and Dutch is recorded in front of a live studio audience consisting of, well, us. Yeah. None of it is, mostly none of it is true. Mostly. Mostly. That was, uh, no, don't tell me. It's on the tip of my tongue. That was, that was a, 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 a performance artist that sang that song. Yeah. A singer, songwriter, and a guitarist. You got it. Is it uh, Les Paul? Didn't he do something with a guitar? No, no. Uh, he did. He did stuff with the guitar, but that was uh, actually... Derek. Oh, Derek. Cream. Cream. Yeah, the, the group Cream. That's a terrible name for a group. You know, I was never very fond of it. Yeah. Fondant. I get it. <laughs> Great oh, baking joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even when, uh, you know, I was following them on uh, their one of their tours. Wait, were you a roadie? No, I was just following them. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did roadie things, but I was never officially a roadie. Yeah. I was a roadie for a while. For what band? Uh, um, because of the cease and desist, I can't say. But one of the things I would do is follow them around. And, I, and when they were sleeping, I'd cut off pieces of their hair mm. and burn it in some type of ceremony. And then I'd find out where their family has lived and mm. send them details about their lives. Yeah. Total normal roadie stuff. Roadie stuff, yeah. I mean, yeah. Score alcohol for them yeah there's mostly for uh that group hansen actually yeah because they're underage so i had to get how how are they gonna get alcohol i was roadie for a nickelback cover band i actually was an official roadie for uh, an improv group oh really yeah yeah they didn't have lots of stuff to set up though no no just <laughs> i mean just their predicaments yeah and their their scenes on stage. Yeah. A lot yeah. of setup there. No, I didn't do that. Hey, welcome to... Oh, yeah, that's right. Dylan and Dutch Metal Detecting. Welcome. Uh, listening on KACR. LP96LP9. Oh, we got that wrong. KACR. LP96.1. Alameda. The voices of Alameda. City... We've been declared in the by bay. someone. I don't know who. 
no one official has declared us the voice of Alameda and surrounding cities. Oakland, we're probably the voice of Oakland as well. Emeryville. Yeah. Not Livermore. Probably Pleasanton. Perhaps Albany. I'll give you Albany. Yeah. Kensington. Hunter's Point. Do you think so? They probably get it. Probably. He's right. I think we should lobby to be uh, the voice of Hunter's Point and Kensington. I'm I'm all for it. I don't see why not. We're going to have lunch with the mayor of Kensington next week and we're playing squash <laughs> with uh, the supervisor of the of the Tenderloin district and the Hunter's Bay Point uh, in between 18 rounds of golf. I don't think uh, we would have much metal detecting competition there. Probably not. Yeah, so we're kind of a shoe in Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. This week, let's change it up a little bit. Okay. Do you don't mind? This week, I thought, let's do an animal of the week, but be different oh. from all the other weeks. Okay. I forget what we had the last six or seven weeks. Yeah. This week, let's do like a critter we'd find in our backyard. Like a gopher? Kind of. But I was thinking possum. What do you think? Thoughts on that? Uh, You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adelphius like like marsupialis. Um, I don't know what that means, but it's probably Latin. It sounded like I was ex- exercising someone with a Catholic priest. We've got a lot of history with possums. Sure we do. Yeah. Um, but one story that I'm thinking Oh, of sure. Is uh, we used to uh, capture them. Yeah, I was inspired by Bob Barker during mm-hmm. The Price is Right. Yeah. You ever watch that in the 80s and 90s and the 70s, 60s? Oh, yeah. 50s and 20s, and even today with Drew Carey. One of the things he would always say is, well, actually, some of the things we can't say he said because of the lawsuit against a lot of the models, but one of the things he'd say on air was, don't forget to spay and neuter your dogs and euthanize your cats. He would say that every week. Yeah. I lost hundreds of cats to him. So one of the things I thought is, let's catch possums Mm -hmm. and where do we take it from there uh we actually would surgically insert webbing in between their toes right uh because we were worried for their well-being and their safety because i mean a lot of swimming pools everyone's got a pool right it's california livermore mostly surf to school um sure kind of thing everyone's got a pool a possum and a swimming pool it's like oil and water yeah it's like possum and water so it floats on top of the pool no not that no. kind of oil and water. Um, so by installing these, this webbing in between their toes, it allowed them to swim better. It was a great, it was a great um, patented in device I invented. Basically what happens is we just took a lot of um, rubber matting from like, like anything, really. But we'd staple it to their paws. Yeah. And after a few hours, the bleeding will most likely stop. You release it back in the wild. But I thought, you know, possums are really helpful. Let's give them a fertility test and make sure they're fertile yeah. so they could procreate. So you and I, you, one of us helped them with the fertility test. We brought them back to our lab. Yeah. If they were fertile, release them back into the wild with a mate. And if they weren't fertile, Nevada bleach. Yeah. I mean, we did try some fertility treatments sure. with some of them. Um, but for possums, it was just, I don't know, it was... It never really worked. They uh, wouldn't take to it. Yeah. 
And did, even though we did a lot of counseling with them, because sometimes fertility is just psychological. <clears throat> sometimes you just need to get in and find out what happened in their past mm-hmm. to know why they're not having children. Didn't the people at PETA do any lawsuits, or did they come after you guys? No, they didn't know about this. So we, uh, after all these treatments, the counseling, social services, if they just refused to, to abide by any of this, and if they were infertile, out of bleach yeah works every time every time it takes i mean it only takes like an hour for uh a possum to die it's yeah especially because if they were infertile we still had the webbed stuff on their paws they could still i mean for lack of a better phrase dog paddle but the bleach and the toxins would go into their uh Lungs and I think eventually they would die. I never really checked. It's like yeah. Schroeder, it's Schrodinger's cat, really. Really, they might still be alive. It might be a super possum. There's no way I'm opening that vat. No, absolutely. The only way not. we would know if this possum was alive or dead is by opening up the vat, thereby declaring it alive or dead. So really, I'm the one killing it. If we open it, if anything, we're saving its life by not opening the vat. Does that make sense to you? It makes perfect sense because yeah. if we open it. Like you said, yeah. No, 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 that's... We practiced a rudimentary style of... Is it eugenics? I don't want to say eugenics. We just tried to use the most sought-after traits in this one type of animal and increase that in the herd. Yeah. We made a stronger species for it. Yeah. You know, that's how Doomsday was created. That's true. Doomsday from Superman? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you want to talk about that? Sure, a little bit. Okay. Um, so when Doomsday was created, basically they kept... On Krypton? No. He no. was? It wasn't Krypton. It wasn't Krypton. Where no. was he created? It was another planet. It was a very harsh planet. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Krypton? Life could hardly survive. The only creatures that could survive on this planet were very vicious. And so they kept sending out a life form and over... Eons. As an embryo. Even. As an embryo. Yeah. Even. And then they would bring it back. And then they would take whatever they could find that had actually survived, whatever biological material. Yeah. And then they would regrow from that, whatever it was that they found, leftovers. And then they would send it back out. Okay. And then they would collect whatever was left, whatever right. was still living, and send it back out and keep sending it back out. And I think they timed how long it would survive for and to see if the timeline increased. So, like, the first one got destroyed right away. Immediately, just upon entering the atmosphere. surviving more and more yeah. until... What... You guys cut me off. What I was going to say is not on Krypton. Oh. Well, you would be correct. Yeah. Like usual. Um, which is a completely flawed view of how, like, evolution works. But uh, it was really interesting. Sure. Yeah, and then you ended up with Super Doomsday, this super... And he thing. was really, was he happy with the scientists for having done this to him? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, they had like a donut party, I think. So really my overall goal is to do that with every possum. Hmm. I want to create a super race of possums at our beck and call. Think about how awesome that would be. Wake up in the morning, a thousand possums hanging off your tree. Just, Just looking at you, waiting. Waiting. Yeah. We're essentially, it's essentially the penguin from Batman. Yeah. He had a bunch of penguins. We have possums. Would you dress them up? Sure. One would have a monocle, of course. Another one would have a pirate's hat. There'd be a lot of possums dressed like the flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz. Yeah. 
someone being stormtrooper outfits. Um, of course, ninjas, mm. samurai, Spartan warriors. I mean, these possums would, <coughs> it would be amazing. And of course, uh, they'd be dressed also in like Paw Patrol costumes. Yeah. PJ masks. Yeah. Evidently, children like those shows. Mm. And I know what children like because I talk to them on message boards. And I find out what they like. Yeah. What are they into? How do they talk? Yeah. When are their parents around? I don't want to talk to them then. They should be doing their homework. What kind of things are they into? Are they into other stuff? You know? What kind of things can I introduce them to? Hmm. You know? Yeah. Something their parents might not be okay with. Like but other, it's a, other kinds of animals? Sure. But I mean, I don't know where I'm going with this. You know, I should stop you right there because I'm actually a mandated reporter. Okay. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a letter to Child Protective Services. Yeah. And I'm going to tell them, we need more people like you, Dylan. Because, I mean, there's just not enough good people out there who are actually looking out for these kids. Right. And taking interest in them and, yeah. uh, you know, protecting them. It's important to talk them down from their anxieties about strangers and let yeah. them know that I'm just a good guy. I want to know what they're about. <clears throat> I'm just a friendly guy down the street they who can confide, has no wife and children yeah. and I live as a hermit. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. I'll give them some books to read. Sounds like Michael Jackson. I mean, I'll, if they want to read Nabokov, I have a lot of great books that he wrote. I love Roman Polanski. What else? Uh, I don't know. Hey, speaking of. Yeah? It's October 3rd. Yeah. It is. It is. Crazy what oh. happened today. I, I can't believe it. I'm going to remember this day forever. The juice is loose. The juice is loose. Ornithal James Simpson. He's acquitted. Yeah. What are I your thoughts? Not, um, I didn't see it coming. I'll tell you that much. Neither did Nicole Brown Simpson. Or Kato Kalen. I don't know. Maybe Ron, it was timed. Ron Goldman did. That's why he fought so hard. Yeah. And I would never want to make fun of someone who's dead. But... Sorry. It's okay. But... Uh, when I found out he was acquitted, mm -hmm. I don't know about your experience, but I want to hear from you and your experience. Yeah. When I found out he was acquitted, it was in a large group of people. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be surprised by this. There is a stark divide on who cheered and who was upset. Hmm. Dutch, you tell me what was going through your mind when they read the verdict. Well, I was juggling at the time. Okay. And, um... You know, had a lot of balls in the air. And I think I was juggling probably five balls at the time. Yeah. Which is hard to do. Not if there's so, anything wrong with that. A lot of people can juggle three balls. Sure. And, uh, you know, that's kind of like the standard. Throw a fourth ball in there. That's really hard. It throws off. It's a whole different rhythm. And then you have five balls. Right. But once again, it's like exponentially more difficult. Absolutely. It's not like, oh, you just throw another ball in there. Because no you way. can already juggle four. Right. Needless to say... I dropped them all. What color were they? Because I'm picturing them... They were pink. all red. Okay, red. All of them. Okay. You said it broke down? I, I don't understand. What broke down? 
You said that the people who were excited, oh, the people who were there sad. was just like one group of people that were like predominantly very happy that he was acquitted, and another group of people that were not happy. And based on my experience, I can only talk as a as a white male human being. The people that were happy that he was acquitted wanted him to be acquitted. That's how I could categorize them. Dutch, is that okay for me to even say that? Um, I, I don't even know what you're talking about, so right. I think that's fine. One of the things that bothered me about that case was it was on TV constantly, and I didn't really care about that case at all. Hmm. What are your thoughts on the O.J. Simpson trial? That trial, it lasted, what, 252 days? Was that it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Long trial. Ups, sure. downs. Uh, I loved Saturday Night Live's um, portrayal of it. Sure. And their uh, extremely racist portrayal of Judge Lance Ito. That's, that's always in, in a lot of distaste. Yeah. Yeah, whose name's Lance? I know. Terrible name. With a name like Lance, you only expect to be bullied. All the uh, euphemisms... And, uh, anyways, one of the things I appreciated was, one of the things I appreciated about that trial was, it was videotaped, and if I want to watch it right now on YouTube, I can. You know what I learned in that trial, actually? Hmm. <clears throat> I learned that if, uh, if I kill someone, I need to wear a shirt that's really big, because if your clothing doesn't fit you when you kill people then you didn't actually kill him. That's true. Here's what you didn't learn from that trial. He didn't do it. Well, yeah. He totally didn't do it. The only thing that would convince me if he did do it is if he, like, he wrote a book later on saying if I did it. Oh, my gosh. Which, are you kidding? there's me? no way he'd do that. Why would anyone ever do that? Isn't only that, a murderer would. Isn't that, like, ex post facto law govern that or something? Well, you can't. It's, I mean, it's double jeopardy. You can't be tried. He can never be tried in a criminal court again. For the murder of Nicole Branson, some that's awesome, or the other guy. Good for him. So, so anyways, that's, I mean, that's my take on the on the trial. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what about his uh his legal team though, huh? I met Barry Sheck. Actually, he's the guy that did the, all the DNA stuff. Robert Shapiro, don't know about. Um, Rob Kardashian. He's, he's probably just fading into the sunset. I don't think he's married either. But, uh, what was his name? Uh, Lonnie? The guy with the mustache? Johnny Cochran, yeah. He had a great mustache. Great mustache. None of the other people in the defense team had mustaches. No, I don't know why. Or beards. They probably couldn't pull it off. Yeah. Judge Ito did, I remember. Oh, that. that's right! Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a baller. He's a judge. That's yeah. probably why... That's probably why... OJ won. Judge had a beard? Oh, and so did his defense team. Hmm. There was facial hair on the defense team. Just uh, that's, that's an interesting take. I didn't think about there that. There have been either. a lot of books written about the OJ trial. None of them have, have referenced, I think, the facial hair mm -hmm. of the defense team. I think it's about time for that book to be written. I think you're right. And whoever's listening to this, if you're a book editor... Uh, find something to do it because we're we're booked. We're not going to do that. That's stupid. Hey, speaking of facial hair. Yes. Oh, beard advice of the week. Beard advice of the week. You have some great advice. I I'm do. really excited about it. Yeah. So uh, I like to actually read to my beard. Right. A lot of people they'll read to their plants. Yeah. They'll read to their pets. Sure. I read to my beard. 
Um, I find that it helps it to detangle uh, easier mm -hmm. and lay a little bit flatter. Uh, Studies have shown when you read to things in a soothing voice, mm -hmm. things end up being more lustrous and full, full of body, full of life. Mm -hmm. I have a juniper bush in my backyard that I hate. And every time I go outside, I insult it. Hmm. I mean, I use every insult in the book. Every type of word that I could never say, because the FCC just gunning us down. Yeah. But I, I go out there and I whisper into its ear things like, I hate you. I'm One day I'm going to kill you. you know? And nobody likes you. No one ever will like you. Even the spiders growing on you think you're a waste of space. That's just I mean. Like, but it's dying. Yeah. This bush is dying. Yeah. And I think it's because living things need encouragement. They need uh, je ne sais quoi. Sure. So, but in contrast, you came up with the idea of reading to your beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, usually I read it Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Great. When you read it Calvin and Hobbes, because <clears throat> I want to camp out on this, do you explain the cartoon to your beard or do you ex expect it to understand. Well, I mean, I have the book right in front of me. I can see it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. That's a great point. You don't like read the far side or. No, I don't think it would get the far zippy. side. I think the far side's a little over its, over sure. its head. Yeah. Calvin and Hobbes is great. Who it's... doesn't love a great Calvin and Hobbes? Right. Cartoon. Yeah. Um, what do you read to your beard? Every night I say a prayer. And I read a page from Old Man on the Sea hmm. while stroking my beard. Walt Whitman? I think so, yeah. Well, Leaves of Grass I'll read if I don't have Old Man on the Sea. That's definitely Whitman. Huh. Who wrote Old Man on the Sea? Hemingway. Hemingway, yeah, yeah. Hemingway. Was it? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, don't I read love a, the book. Yeah, I don't read a farewell to arms to my beard. Mm. Didn't you say there was something else you read to your beard? Yeah, I also read uh, John Steinbeck to my beard. Sure. Yeah. Uh, please, please let it be East of Eden. It is. Yeah. One of my favorite books, East of Eden. And the fact, um, that's one of the ways I came up with the name for one of my kids. Book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, little advice, little advice. So I named my second child book also. Not a good idea. Sure. Uh, it's It just gets really confusing. So. What I understand is... You named their room Case, so I don't understand that at all. But now I'm getting it. Oh, shoot. Bookcase. See? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. There's two of them in there. Yeah. Categorizing them. Oldest to youngest. Mm -hmm. When you categorize your children, do you use the Dewey Decimal System? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Good. I don't understand it. Neither do I. But... All I know is he almost beat Truman. I... I had a librarian come in and yeah. organize the room for me. Okay. Yeah. That's perfect. Besides Old Man on the Sea, if I don't have that book, I'll just read any Jet magazine. Yeah. Any issue. That's, and a, that's a great magazine. It, sure it is. It makes sense. Puts it right to sleep. Hey, how about that cake? Oh my gosh. The surprise erotic cakes is an amazing sponsor. They love our podcast. They do. And radio show. 
on K-A-C-R-L-P. Hey. Oh, say, go ahead. K-A-C-R-L-P. 96.1. Alameda. We're the voice of Alameda. I want to talk about this. Uh, the voice erotic. of Hunter's Point. I think we're the voice of Hunter's Point, too. I really want to say it. I know yeah. we're broadcast there. Yeah, definitely representing. Everywhere but Livermore. I cannot explain it anymore. Yeah. Speaking of, what do you want to talk about this week from our sponsor? They gave us some more uh, cakes. Yeah. To try? I don't... Yeah. Uh, they're... I had that one over there. That was really delicious. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Tasted great. Yeah. Kind of different. Yeah. But fine. Uh, that one over there. That one was okay, too. Yeah. I'd give it a 7. That one, though. Oh, that's a 10. Yeah. That tasted great. For sure. I couldn't believe it. The filling? Yeah. It's great. Tapioca. Who doesn't love tapioca? Yeah. The... It's white. It has some type of texture. It's wonderful. Creamy. Jello actually discontinued its tapioca brand. Hmm. So you know what I did? A few weeks ago, when I found out they were discontinuing it, I bought 200 boxes of it. And there's 200 boxes of tapioca in my house. Yeah. Eight boxes will make a gallon. If you just take a gallon of milk with eight boxes, you could make about a gallon of tapioca. I'll eat that in two days. That's no, incredible. No problem. Yeah. It takes a long time to get a cold gallon of milk to boil, though. And you can't just, like, wait for it to boil. You need to stir it the whole time. It takes about 35, 37 minutes to boil. Hmm. But you can't put it on, on high heat. No, no, it's no. It's got to no. be on medium to low, or it's going to burn the tapioca. It's going to taste like burnt. It's just going to taste burnt. Yeah. So, consistency is key. The uh, It's got to be slow cook. You can't... Minute tapioca, it's like slapping God in the face. And... No more, no other additives. Yeah. It's by far my favorite food. Everyone says, what's your favorite food? Oh, is it steak? Is it lobster? No. It's Mountain Dew. It's tapioca. Stop asking me stupid questions. Hey, Dutch. Did you, did you guys see that cake over there? I, I didn't, I didn't really like that one. I think they called that the S&M cake. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Strawberries and um, macapuno. Macapuno is actually a coconut type fruit in the Philippines. Oh. Huh. Yeah. It's very sweet. It tastes like coconut, but it's sweeter. It's got a better a turgid type texture to it. And it tastes amazing. Yeah, the S&M Surprise Erotic Cakes. Not for everyone. Makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, but that's you. Yeah. You do you, and... I mean, don't say it that way, but... Should I edit that out? We're still going PG, right? I don't understand. We're just talking about cakes. Sure. Anyways, I hope they come back again. I'd love to review the types of filling they use. Yeah. Although, this cake, it's like it was sweating a little bit. A lot of moisture. So maybe next time, don't put it under a heat lamp. Just saying there are beads. It almost looks like beads of sweat. Dutch. Listener question of the week. Every week we do a listener question. What's the question? We're going to talk about it. This is a great question. This is a fantastic question. In right. fact, as questions go, I think this is uh, this one gets like a 97.5%. Okay. I was yeah. going to say 97.4. Yeah. But you're feeling kind of generous. I am. I am. Uh, the question is, 
let me let me just preface it a little paraphrase bit. Paraphrase it. Right. Preface it. Or paraphrase it. Set it I don't up. know what the difference is. Neither do I. Okay. I didn't really do well in my SAT verbal. It's asking us uh, if you were living in the post-apocalyptic world, what per, what line of work, what profession would you get into? Sure. Because everyone needs a role. If you don't have a role in the post-apocalyptic world... You know what your role is? Meat. Yep. You're going to be meat. You're going to be meat. Or they're going to put you on the side of a marauder's car and you'll be armor yes. for that car. Meat armor. Right. Yeah. So armor actually is my answer. An, Absolutely. Armorer. An armorer. Yeah. I have a background in uh, blacksmithing. Yeah. And... Uh, that was noticeable when we fought the Balrog. Yeah. And yeah. you smithed that amazing mace. Yeah. And the chain. Yeah. Episode uh, 14, if you're interested, <clears throat> go back in time. Yeah. Learn to, something about our history. I'll have to hit the podcast for that. Um, but yeah, I would be a, an armorer, and I would specialize in truck tire... Absolutely. Armor? Yeah. Yeah. Fashioning armor out of old truck tires. Yeah. Because those are usually everywhere on the side of the road in the post-apocalyptic world. Everywhere. And yeah, I mean, marauders need armor. Oh, you They do. also need faux armor just to look tough. Yeah. Because when they go to Apocalypticon, sure. you know, they're going to need to dress the part. If they're going to fight against someone who looks like Mel Gibson yeah. with a dog and a shotgun uh -huh. looking for gasoline. Oh, man. What better way than to have, like, armor... Truck tire armor on your body. And I was actually the person who invented the spikes coming out of the truck tire armor. That's right. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, that was me. I innovated that. Mm-hmm. You know what I would do? Post-apocalyptic job. Something in mergers and acquisitions. I was going to say erotic Some type cakes, of finance. But... No. Okay. No. Uh, some type of merger. I've always wanted to be a businessman. Okay. So I thought, uh, can't be a CEO. That's ridiculous. Well, yeah. Not with my grades, not with my background. But I could be like a middleman. Yeah? Yeah. TCB. Mm. Why? The country's best yogurt, is what I was saying. And taking care of business. Do you like frozen yogurt? We never really discussed it. I do. What's your favorite flavor? We're going to say it at the same time. One, uh, two, three. Vanilla. Pistachio. Yeah. But I like the toppings. Okay. I'll go vanilla frozen yogurt with Butterfinger. Oh. Yeah. I love Butterfinger. Me too. I want to get some right now. That sounds good. My favorite frozen yogurt is strawberries and marzipan. Yeah? Yeah. They call it S&M yogurt. It's yeah. It's delicious. I remember asking you what your favorite flavor of yogurt was. You just brought out a whip and said guess. And uh, we just kept going with our lives. Hey, speaking of last week. Yeah. Oh, recap. Yeah. Should we do a recap? I think our recap leads into our question, our winner from last oh, week. Oh, yeah. But yeah, let's yeah. do let's do the recap first. Okay, so recap last week. Uh, we started and ended and filled the entire hour with goat calls. Uh-huh. And that was it. Uh, we were just demonstrating some of the goat calls that we had developed over our years of uh, being in the goat ra rodeo. Can I hear some of them? No. You can listen to last week's episode. Yeah. We don't want to read. You know, we don't, you know, recycle. One thing that's prevalent in California, especially along the coast, and in the urban setting, in the suburbs, in the countryside, everywhere, there are, we are plagued with herds of goats mm -hmm. roaming free. And they're really wily. When we try and hunt them, 
they're able to spot an ambush pretty well. Yeah. I mean, they have this preternatural ability to spot an ambush. If you do a goat call, that lures them in. It's very important to lure your prey in and let them feel comfortable before you attack. Do you understand? I think I see where you're going with this. Right. You get to know them, know what they talk about, how they talk, and get them feeling safe, and then they're ready. Dutch. Yeah, because those goats, I mean, they... Goat calls. We were, like, part of the herd. Sure. Yeah, and we... Yeah, it was easy. Only for, like, a few weeks. Uh, the uh, question of the week last week was, what does Dylan keep under his pillow? And congratulations to... Eric. Eric. Uh, M. Nick. We're not going to say his full last name. Something. Yeah, Eric. And uh, he correctly answered... Uh, an Outback Down Under Bowie knife. Yeah, impressive. Impressive. Yeah, I was really impressed with that. Yeah. Uh, so, Eric, you'll be receiving a signed headshot of our choosing, or not. You could email us at Dutch at gmail. Do you want the centaur, a Christmas photo, or some other BS photo we've got yeah. on stock? We don't care. And uh, we'll sign it, and we'll fax it to you. Yep. We need that fax number, buddy. Yeah. Do you, do you guys have the centaur Christmas photo? I thought the Smithsonian asked for that. They got a copy. Yeah, not uh, original. Not the other. Oh, wow. So, uh, good luck there. Although, and then Eric decided he shot us an email. He did. And he said, "We want to invite you to a goat roast." Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we get invites all the time, but this kind of was kind of intriguing because we were planning on talking about goats anyway. Sure. Um. But uh, we seven, came close to making it the animal of the week. The possum just barely squeaked just it out. Just barely, yeah. We yeah. figured the possum needed some uh, spotlight this week. Um, but yeah, the goats uh, sent us some pictures of the goat roast. We were we we were thinking about going. Might be a little busy. Yeah, and I, I was gotta a admit, off by all the pentagrams in the background. Well, I didn't understand that they had yeah. the goats. A goat roast basically, you take a goat and kill it and eat it. Yeah. But I don't understand the pentagrams they had in sand and the candles. One guy had a black cloak. Yeah. And another one had a knife. And they drew something and I think I hope it's red paint. Yeah. And I mean the black cloak, the knife, the sand, the candles. That seems normal. Totally fine. Yeah. That's um, every camping trip we've ever been on. Yeah. But I draw my line in the sand going out. In the sand. I really hate sand. Do you? It's gets everywhere. I didn't know this about you. Yeah. Not a big sand guy. That's why I really don't go metal detecting on the beach. Huh. Didn't you live in the desert in Afghanistan for years? That's why I hate sand, oh. Dean. Yeah. It all makes sense now. Yeah. Great question. Uh, you know... Speaking of, before I get to the find of the week, mm -hmm. let's talk about the question of the week. Okay. Question of the week this week is, uh, what is Dylan and Dutch's combined weight in stone? Yeah. The medieval way of weight. Is it medieval? Is that how they weighed people in the medieval, medieval uh, it's times? It's certainly archaic and antiquated. Okay. But, uh, 
Yeah, stone. What so is our weight in stone? Combined weight in stone. So you can email us, dylanandutch at gmail.com. That's the best way. Uh, Twitter there's no at other, Dylan and Dutch. There's no other way to get a hold of me. I've deleted all social media. You have. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think I'm going back. I'm kind of taking a break from the outside world. Okay. So. Well, good for you. No more social media. I just don't want to. I just want to deal with myself. For maybe Free a year and clear. or so. I just Free and clear. I don't want to live as like a hermit or something, but I'm kind of like I just don't want to make cho- the choices I made recently. They're just gonna be cut off. Be a hermit, walk the earth like Cain. Yeah. I'm not gonna ask you any follow up questions about that. Um, Thank you. Let's go to though the metal detecting find of the week. Oh, we were just yes. talking about metal oh detecting. My gosh. Why don't you very tell excited them about, about your this. find of the week? This week the metal detecting find is I decided to expand night hawking. We all know what night hawking is. If you don't know what night hawking is, it's metal detecting at night in places you probably shouldn't be. Kind of illegal. The other night, I'm not kidding. You you were there. Yeah. Dean, you weren't. We were metal detecting this area. Yeah. A ton of like white stones. Like yeah. crazy. But every like two feet. If you dug six to eight feet down, you would find jewelry. Tons of jewelry. Uh, like, all the way around. It was an enormous <clears throat> place. Yeah. I think it was a cemetery. Kima- I, I don't know how to pronounce it right. Cemetery? It, it was a big field. It was a big field. With, with st- a bunch of stones. With people's names on them. And a well-manicured lawn. Right. A lot of flowers, yeah. dates and stuff. But we found so much jewelry. Yeah. I mean... How many holes did you dig? Like 30, but I mean, we were there all night. I mean, eight feet, six, eight feet down. It must have been, you know, some four or five hundred year old place where they would have soccer tournaments or yeah. I'm thinking flag football games. In a way, I think it was like a mass burial site from like a massacre that happened huh. hundreds of years before. Huh. And they just didn't even bother burying the bodies. Just I think it was really terrible. Dirt but accumulated over them. All of these, all the jewelry we found and items, they belong in a museum. And we will sell these things to a museum or a pawn shop. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you guys about my find of the week? Sure. I found this guy who's searching for metal, but he has headphones on, so I just punched him in the back of the head and went through his pockets. Well, did you get anything? Uh, no. That's called strong-arm robbery, and it's illegal if they catch you. Oh. He didn't wake up, so I'm good. Well, pick a guy with some like heavy pockets next time. Maybe next time choose Nicolas Cage, like we did a few episodes ago. That was a great episode. <clears throat> Alameda History of the Week. Alameda History. We love Alameda. Uh, we I, are the K? voice of Alameda. 96.1. Sorry. Okay, hang on. One, two, three. K-A-C-R! L-P! 96.1! Alameda and Hunter's Point. Can we do that next? And Hunter's Point. Hunter's Point. And... Yeah. Hunter's Point. Wow, that was was good. good. I heard the resonance. I have chills on the back of my head. Um, what were we... T- oh, Alameda history. So, uh, Fantasy football yep. was invented in the city of Alameda, 1919. 1919. Yeah. Fantasy at football. Old, at the Old Man's Tavern. That's what they call it. Yep. Yeah. Basically, it was a bar where only white people could drink. Because back then, 
it was back then. It was back then, yeah. yeah. Not cool. No, it wasn't. But uh, fantasy football was invented there. Should we, give some, should we give our fantasy football advice? Sure. Okay. Here's some advice I give, and I'm 2-2 two and two this year in my fantasy football league, so I know what's going on. Yeah. One thing that I do is I bench all my players until a few minutes before the game. Then I play them in my lineup, mm-hmm. and it freaks out my opponent, oh. thinking they're going to lose. And it messes up their game, and... I'm about 500. Gotten hmm. 500 with that, if I could use another sports metaphor. Yeah. It's important to get in your opponent's psyche. I mean, obviously it's I'll, working. I'll call them in the middle of the night, and I'll threaten to burn their house down hmm. with uh, my voice modulator. Hmm. I'll slash their tires. I mean, there's no road too dark I won't go to get the psychological edge on on my opponent for yeah. fantasy football. Yeah. I may call from the hospital and say, this person... He's on their deathbed. You need to come and sign sign them off. I don't know. I'm going to get real weird with it. What about their children? Children are off limits. Children are our future, and children mean education. Education means building a schoolhouse, and so on and so forth. I seriously love There Will Be Blood, and next episode we will be starting with my one of my favorite quotes. It's a great movie. Dutch. Yeah. What's your fantasy football advice of the week? Good old-fashioned voodoo. Oh my gosh, yep. talk more about it. Well, uh, I like to call it the Harding method. Um, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, I actually go find the players and I'll stick like ice picks in their calves and quads. And yep. uh, it really messes up their game. It's traditional voodoo. It's where the actual voodoo doll is the actual person. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going like way back, way back when voodoo was. That's like, like Creole, yeah. old school Louisiana voodoo. Yeah. You don't That's mess a voodoo with that you don't mess with. That's no. like strong magic. Yeah. How's it working for you? I'm one in three. Yeah, well. That's fine. Yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah. Don't stop. Oh, I won't. That's exciting. You want another beer? Oh, my gosh. What's the beer of the week? Beer beer of the week? Uh, well, right now, I, uh, I don't have the beer of the week here. Um, what I have, I have Drake's Kickback on tap um i got the last I'm... last keg of the season it's their Ooh. session ipa it's a seasonal okay yeah. why is it seasonal uh you know i don't know i love it it's 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 really drinkable good hop flavor sure really light body just you could drink it all day long it's october now it's like october yeah yeah what this is kind of going off script what are you going to dress up for it's halloween I might dress up as one of the Planeteers. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided which one yet, though. Yeah. I might go as Green Man from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah? I have the costume. I just don't know if I have the guts to go true Green Man. Hmm. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's a, it's a very skin-tight outfit, mm. and I don't want to have lines... If I could go so far as to say that. Yeah. Speaking of beer of the week, we had an amazing guest bartender this week. We did. Yeah. Yeah. The actual beer of the week was Salvation from, where is it from again? Russian, Russian River. Russian, Russian River. River. Yeah. Batch number two. 
yeah. salvation, not just like the regular salvation, batch number two. Amazing. So we were at the, uh, one of our local watering holes. And, it's uh, the watering hole. We walk in and they say our names. Yeah. Your, Which is really your, doesn't narrow it down. Is there a picture on the wall? There's a lot of watering holes and are pictures of us on the wall. True. Yeah. But and this one does. Yeah, yeah. And we we order uh, we order the beer. We see it uh, that they have salvation on the menu, so we order a salvation, and sure. the bartender says, "Hey, I got something special for you." Yeah. And whips out a batch number two salvation, yeah. the second batch ever made. Can salvation. you explain to the listeners why that is so significant? Um, because it's really really old yeah and uh you know when you have a good beer it ages well sure. like, a, like a good wine if you have a bad beer it ages terribly mm-hmm. like a bad wine uh but uh we were really excited to just try it you know the original and uh once we finish how many bottles do we have of that four or five I thought we had 17. Yeah. We finally look up and we see the bartender is who? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. The entire time. William Bill Murray. Murray. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, that was exciting. You know, I mean, I've run into him probably seven or eight times. But yeah. But this was, this was the only time I've run into him at a bar. Well, he had batch number two. Yeah, yeah. He had batch number two for yeah. us. And, and, he, and we told him, hey, no one's going to believe you, Bill. Yeah, that, that we're here. That you served Dylan and Dutch some <laughs> beer. Yeah. yeah. I, I love Bill. Can I tell you guys my favorite Bill Murray movie? We should all talk about our favorite Bill Murray I think Bill that's Murray fine. Movies. I think that's appropriate. Dean, go for it. Uh, my favorite one is National Lampoon's Family Vacation. That's good. Mm. It's just great. What about you, Dutch? Uh, my favorite Bill Murray movie is Roots. Roots. That's good. Alex Haley. That mine, or Garfield. Mine is Serpico. Yeah? Amazing hmm. transformation he did in that movie. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Bill Murray movies of all time. Hmm. Either that or... Um, Garfield too. Yeah. I don't like the first one. There's the second Garfield? I don't think they said enough in the first. So when they made the second one, I think they laid it all out and they really left their heart on the floor with that movie. Yeah. You could tell the person that wrote that really cared about the character. Yeah. And like had an intimate connection with Jim Davis. Sure. Yeah. I really hate Odie, but I don't want to say why. Hmm. Game of Thrones recap. Oh, yeah. This is very important to me. This was a significant battle. I was very excited about this. Yeah. It finally happened. Amazing writing. Great speeches. Who doesn't love the Onion Knight? Who? Stannis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not the, no. No. Uh, Davos. Seaworth. Yeah. Yeah. Stannis is the... Is he the guy that wears his bones around his neck? That's right. His fingers. Wow. The tips of his fingers were cut off for being a smuggler. Pretty hardcore. Yeah. But I have a housekeeper. And... Anyways, I just I have a housekeeper. Keeps my house clean. I don't know where I was going with Is that. Is she the one that wears that... Anyway. No, she does amazing work. I, I don't know why oh, I was... Okay. Maybe just as an advertisement. In case someone needs an advertise has a housekeeper. What's, what's her name? And I'm not going to say that, but if anyone needs a housekeeper, like around Vacaville, she's the one. Dutch. Yeah. Blackwater. Blackwater. Yeah, the Battle of uh, Blackwater. Blackwater Battle. Battle of Blackwater. Blackwater Bay? Bla- Blackwater Bay? 
basically what happened was, as a recap, and spoiler alert. Spoiler, ooh, yeah. One of the guys had the thing with the green gasoline or something. Yeah. And then some other guy did something with some flame and burned the hell out of everyone. Yeah, that was a massacre. And then that one guy, the short guy. Yeah. He said my favorite quote. There are some guys knocking at our door. We're going to kill them now. Or something like that, right? Yeah. No, that was he it. said exactly that. And uh, and they killed him. Wow. Yeah. Battle of Blackwater. Reminds me of that place we did consulting for in Iraq. Forget their name. Yeah. Speaking of camping. Yeah. Oh, you camped in Iraq. No. No, no. We were in one of our uh, luxury hotels yeah. that we owned. Speaking of camping advice, Dutch, you had some great advice this week. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I like to call it urban camping. And uh, one of the things, because, you know, sometimes just camping in the countryside gets boring. Sure it right? does. I mean, who can stand all those trees and fresh air? You have to air? get your family, put them in the car, pack up, yeah. get the tent. You have to get in some fights, fast food. A child will throw up. Yep. This is all part of the action. You actually plan this. Yeah. You got to pull over to the side of the road because something you didn't tie down in your car gets flown off. Chase after that. Like a dog. I, or a dog. I remember one year we went camping in the Redwoods and my aunt worked at the airlines and we had an inner tube blown up from an airplane tire. True story. It was huge inner tube. Like it was enormous. And my dad tied it down. <laughs> And then all of a sudden I said, oh my lord, there's an enormous inner tube going down the freeway, going down Highway 80 or something. It detached and it started going back the opposite way. And I was like, dad, the inner tube got loose. Pulled over and like, I vivid memories of my dad running after this inner tube as it's like literally barreling down the freeway. Again, I don't know where I was going with that. How many people died? None. No, it was the 80s. People didn't die in the 80s. Oh, it's good. If this was like 2010, 15, there'd be a lawsuit. That's because Reagan was president. Yeah, that's right. So urban camping. Urban camping is what you invented. Yeah, uh, where you just drive around until you find a house that looks nice, and you go camp in their front or backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice thing about urban camping uh, is there's usually water available. There's usually bathrooms, swimming flushing pool. toilets, swimming right. pools, kids to play with. It's play all with there. Their kids, yeah. If that's fine. Pets. Sometimes it's good to let them know you're there. Yeah. Other times it's not. Yeah, and if they get mad at you, you, you make just the call. Tell them, hey, urban camping, bro. Yeah. And uh, really, it's kind of like just common law. You declare right of urban camping. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, a lord's right of prima nocta. Something like that. Yeah. I think that's the name of one of these cakes. Yeah, it is, but I can't go any further than that, because I know Latin, and we can't go further than that. Oh. You're kind of taking it a little too far. What does prima nocta mean? So, urban camping is just an amazing concept, and you're a master of it, really. What I want to do is do some urban camping in Beverly Hills. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe camp at the at that uh, Playboy Mansion. Now that, yeah. that that one guy died. Yeah, I hear uh, some vacancies opened up. Yeah. 
That's right. Tom Petty. He's the guy that died. Am I saying that right? Am I saying his first name right? Is it Tom? Tomas. Tom. Yeah, unfortunately, today Tom Petty actually passed away. Oh, yeah. no. It's really sad. Yeah. He was actually a really good singer. Broke my heart. Oh, because he was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? No, because I was a big fan. Yeah. Oh. Did you ever go to a Tom Petty concert? I did. Yeah? Yeah. I was a huge fan. Yeah, the Greek theater. Actually, he came to watch the, the band I roadied for. Okay. The Nickelback cover band. He was a huge fan. He'd show up and I'm just sure he was. sit through their whole show. I never saw him in concert. No. And as I was going through my phone, I realized I didn't download any of his songs. But going on Pandora, I noticed they didn't play any of Tom Petty songs because I hit dislike on all of them. Hmm. Right. And I remember every time his videos would show up on MTV, I'd change the channel. Huh. And my friends offered to let me borrow Tom Petty growing up, and I'd always say no. I don't know why... But even though I'm a huge fan, I think I'm a huge fan of what I think his music should have sounded like. Yeah. And for that, it breaks my heart. But going on that notion, to close out our, our podcast, radio show, here's one of his songs. She grew up right with the Indiana boys on the Indiana nights. Love that harmonica. Who doesn't love a harmonica? Darryl. Tom Petty. Daryl doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. Billy Joel. Tom Petty. Well, she moved down here at the age of 18. She blew the boys away. It was more than they'd seen. I was introduced and we both started grooving. I said I dig it, baby, but I gotta keep moving. On. Keep moving, moving on. on. Said that before. Oh, yeah. Last dance with Mary Jane. Wanted more time to kill the pain. I feel summer creeping in and I'm tired of this time again. to learn the, the harmonica, I think. Oh, is that what you were about to say? I was just about to say that. Yeah. Dylan, you must have read my mind. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't you know what I've been told. You never slow down. You never grow old. Tired of screwing up. Tired of going down. Tired of myself. Tired of this town. Oh, my, my. Oh, hell yes. Honey, put on that party dress. Buy me a drink. Sing me a song. Take me as I come, cause I can't stay long. Last dance with Mary Jane. One more time to kill the pain. Might be better to not dance with her at all. I feel summer creeping in. I'm 
tired of this town again. Probably mid-June, because summer starts June 20, 21st. That makes sense. Yeah, it's probably when he's saying this song. Why do you guys know I sang this song on my wedding day? That doesn't make sense. With solo. No, like in my room when I was getting ready. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. There's pigeons there on Market Square. She's standing in her underwear. Looking down from a hotel room. And nightfall will be coming soon. Oh my my. Oh hell yes. You gotta put on that party dress. It was too cold to cry when I woke up alone. I hit my last number and walked to the road. Last dance with Mary Jane. One more time to kill the pain. I feel summer creeping. I'm tired of this town again. Those are roses. I think those are tulips. <laughs> 